It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the voice, Paul Eubanks, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans. It's time for war.
I'd like to welcome you all to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio live inside the ER. <clears throat> my name is Sadistic Sean David. I will be joined in just a couple moments by my co-host. Um, we're getting everything set up as we've got our callers in already, so we'll be getting things going relatively soon. Like to thank everybody for coming out tonight. I hope you had a great Wednesday, a happy hump day. Guess what day it is? <laughs> um, and I'd like to thank everybody that tuned in last night for Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil. We had a lot of fun on it. Um, got a lot discussed. So there's going to be uh, a lot to discuss tonight. We've got the girls from Glow, and it's going to be definitely something special here tonight. Um, So, that's um, what's going on tonight. Um, You just have to hang with me momentarily. I'll play one of our commercials while we're waiting. Professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bring the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. This is Crazy Mary Dotson. You listen to Graveyard Radio Network. Well, thank you very much, uh, Crazy Mary, and thank you very much to all of you for sticking with us momentarily. We've got everybody here. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we've got our hosts here. Say hi, host. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Chaotic Katie. You know who I am. Sorry, I was just making sure that my list was precise because, well, I just screened. Um, so, yeah, the reason why the show could never, ever, and will never, ever be a bag of dicks. <laughs> so, yeah. Chaotic Katie. And somewhere looking Welcome. around here is Steve Kane. Welcome to Glow Night. Stop interrupting me. I will whip you. <laughs> and change you. And whip you again. All right. Well, I guess there's no Steve Kane tonight. Well, I see him on the darn board. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I know he's here. Corporal Kelly. Maybe he's peeing. The second, Jungle Woman. And Lightning. What's that? Hi, ladies. Okay, I'm going to say one thing. Anybody who calls in tonight, you may not get on air. When we have the Glow Girls on, half the time, I don't get to speak. 
okay? Sometimes I whip them so I can. But even Roxy, Roxy's like, yeah, what, what you thought you were going to talk. Just sit there and look pretty. So, yeah, um, I'm, uh, glow, glow Night is usually mine and Steve's, but I am the lady and the fans' perspective. So, at this point, I say, let's get it on, girls. Go ahead and do what you do. It's basically a reunion. It's a reunion. It's always good to talk to the glow sisters. Yeah. Love my glow sisters. And I never got to work with Jungle Woman, so I'm excited to talk to her. Because we talk on Facebook. That's not exactly talking, is it? I, first time I met uh, met Jungle Woman was regarding the uh, reunion, and um, I'd met some other uh, first first and second year girls just randomly, um, and we just totally had this instant connection. Even though I never met them before and didn't work with them on Glow, it was like a, like we both went through the same thing, sort of the same battle or something. I don't know how to explain that. It's boot camp, people. That's what it was. It's it's a it's a sorority. It's a sorority. Once you're once you're in, you're sisters with everybody. True yeah. story. And welcome to the Those show. Those two bump together, stay together. There you go. There you. Go. We were literally right. living on top of each other. They're blowing us up. You guys keep talking. <laughs> In our apartments that reeks of Bengay and Tiger <laughs> And glitter. And glitter, yeah. <laughs> I never got to wear the glitter. I was always a little bummed about that. I really wanted to be a glitter girl, but, you know, such How is the camouflage life. Probably got glitter contacts. I did. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate was MTV, so yeah, I had definitely had, glitter contact. <laughs> we had massive a uh, glitter um, a ring around the um, bathtub. True, I that's true. I bet must no, must have looked like a house full of strippers. <laughs> it must have it must have looked like a house full of strippers. Must have. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you were in Vegas, so. Bobby, glitter. Glitter. Anybody sees glitter on you, they're allowed to ask you at the strippers that night. So, Sparkles. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my voice. Oh. Uh, you, Rebecca, pass me my throat spray. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's, get into, let's get into everybody's you know, personal background, you know, as far as like family and you know what uh, what sports you guys were you know involved in in you know real life before you guys answered the uh, call to join this join this strange little experiment that uh, was being put on by uh, by Matt and David. Who's first? I'm left. Um, tell you what, uh, Cheryl, why don't you go first, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go to uh, Lily and uh, and Nat. They're they're rolling. I can't. 
Okay. What happened? Is Cheryl there? I think I think Cheryl had to go off and get and go back to shooting. So um, they're they're really loud. You start. Okay. And then, Listen, and then we'll, have... and we'll talk to you. Yeah. Let okay. me explain. I'm within shooting camera. What? I'm within earshot of camera. The horror movie that I'm working on. When they roll, I have to shut up. When they're not rolling, I can talk. They're rolling. Okay. Now I just turned away for a second, but I have to be nearby because it's action. Uh oh. Are you are you are you uh, are you one are you one of the monsters or are you one of the victims? <laughs> I'm coordinating. I'm I'm stunt coordinating it. That means I'm the victim. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're stunt coordinator. Okay. So. They must All be right. Rolling. Well. Yeah. All right. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so when right. I got into Glow, I was singing in a punk band. And oh, I had room, uh, the explosive room. Oh, this sucks. i got to go scream. I'm going to miss your story. I, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I want to hear, hear about this band and especially the name of this band. I mean, when, I, when, when, uh, when, you know, when April sent me the info and I read that, I'm like, Okay, I got it. I got to find out about this deal because because the name alone just got me right there. <laughs> well, I I lived in Cincinnati and we were playing here at uh, Bogarts and clubs around here, and then we decided we wanted to go to either New York or L.A. My job would actually transfer to Ventura, which is close enough to L.A. So we all okay. moved to Ventura. And uh, started playing down on the strip and stuff. But it was punk, so, you know, it was like a good time in L.A. to be playing punk. So um, we were just playing around, you know, Troubadour, the Whiskey, place, Club 88, places like that. And I love wrestling. I'm always a wrestling fan. And I was working out at Gil's Garage, which was, uh, it was a ring in an old gas station and for 10 bucks to work out for an hour. And a couple of my okay. friends, uh, Superstar Destroyer, and this other guy that was a friend of his that I didn't really know that well, we were all working out there at Joe's Garage, and we would work out with a lot of the guys that wrestled at the Olympics, which were some of those high flyer guys that wrestled um, DJ Greg. And those guys were oh, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I learned a lot from those guys. But I was watching Glow, and they said, Do you have what it takes to be a Glow Girl? Send us your resume. So I sent in my resume. And I didn't hear from anybody for a long time, and then I got a call from Matt, and I went and met him at a Burger King down in the valley. And if I hadn't seen Glow on TV, I always thought it was some total scam. You know, it was like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. at the Burger King down here at the valley, and we'll get you on a TV show. I was like, yeah, right. This is for real. But <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was great, you know. So I went to Vegas, and I really wanted to be a heavy metal sister because I wanted to bring chainsaws and stuff into the ring. But I think I probably looked a little like Corporal Kelly from season one, so they made me Corporal Kelly. So I had to be a mean Marine. Didn't get to do the glitter. Didn't get the chainsaw. Just had to bark <laughs> orders at people. Oh, <laughs> but the man. funny thing was, when I first got my apartment, and this is way before they decided who we were going to be, who our characters would be, and we started development on characters. And we very first got to Vegas. When I went to the apartment that I was sharing with the girls, 
my mattress was camouflage, and everybody else's mattress was just a normal mattress, and mine was camouflage. So it was like, ah, all the faces That's fun. make me Corporal Kelly. So I thought that was funny. Oh my gosh! Oh, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, we've got our uh, we've got our first uh, slow girl on the line. Um, Natalie, aka Ashley Cartier, welcome to war. <laughs> Thank you. It's Nadine. Somebody along the way called me mm-hmm. Natalie. It's Nadine. Oh my. All right. Hey, Nadine. How you doing? <laughs> welcome to the show. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Somebody did it along the way, and you're just you just saw that. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I've got it right here in front of me, but I've all, but I've also only working with one eye. My uh, I've got eye surgery slated for Monday, so you know I'm kind of I'm kind of you know looking at stuff kind of half blurred. No, I'm sure it's <laughs> And it's not and it's not even and it's not even alcohol related. That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> that's the depressing part. You're right. <laughs> oh gosh. So Nadine, we're kind of going into everybody's personal background and then how they, you know, got uh, hooked up, hooked up into the show. And uh, Lily was talking about how Matt, uh, you know, did the uh, creepy uh, invite to the Burger King type thing, and that. And she were, and she found out it was legit. Uh, <laughs> oh. So why don't you kind of give us a little bit of your background? Because I know you've got some definite, uh, real interesting stuff to, in in your in your you know, um, history as well. Well, I just answered a, a, my agent sent me on a call. So, and I was the first season or did the pilot. So I think it. From what I understand, it was a little more legit or believable, mm-hmm. um, you know, because my agents met me and um, met with David McClain. Um, once I told him I was a Raiders cheerleader, he wanted me to get all the girls that I could. I said, nobody wants to wrestle. I mean, we're dancers. We're not wrestlers. We're like girlies. You know, so anyway, I actually I was cheering for the USFL at that point. So I got uh, two of the girls. I was able to talk two of the girls, um, Tina and Jungle Woman, and joining us. So off we were to uh, watch the train, and then on mm. to Vegas for the pilot. Yeah, yeah. So. So that's about that's the beginning for me in a nutshell. Mm. I've got a second now if you want to hear my nutshell. This is lightning. Go. Go right go right ahead, Joe. Okay. Uh I was a trainer um and I was working for Ray and Mike Menzer, they're heavy bodybuilders at a gym, uh training and also work in the desk. And uh Saturday morning cartoons came up and I was watching them with my boyfriend. And the show came on, of course, it just started airing. And we're we're watching the show. He's like, check this show out. So I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, this is stupid. So I said that. I'm like, this is stupid. And he starts laughing at me. I'm like, what? He's all, they'd kick your ass. I'm like, no, they no uh He's like, uh-huh. So back and forth, boyfriend, girlfriend, he tortured me so badly, pissed me off. A week later, the show comes <laughs> back on again, right? 
I'm trying to uh-huh. watch the show. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to try to watch this stupid show because he likes it. And I'm watching the moves and what they're up to, rolling around and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, eh, I can do that. And I said that. I go, I can do that. He starts laughing at me again. And I go, what? He's all, he's all, they kick your, oh, no. No, he said, you're just jealous because they're on TV and you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Made me so mad. And at the end of that, the same tag on the end that that Corporal Kelly saw, you think you got the stuff to be a glow girl. He pissed me off so bad. I faked a resume and shoved in a picture that I'd recently taken and sent it to them and they called me. And then, of course, same thing. I met Matt. I I went to two little, two go-see things. One was an actual interview. The other one was some sort of publicity stunt. And the third one was to see Hundra, a screening of Hundra with Matt and some of the girls that he was looking at. And then a, a long, long time later, it seemed like forever, um, they called us all of a sudden to fly out to Vegas, uh, Labor Day weekend, 1987, for season three and four. Mm. Okay. And of course, wow. Yeah. It was a whole new set of girls. There must have been close to 70 girls there when we got there. And then they just kind of disappeared the first day, you know. Next day after the first day, there was like, you know, there's 10, 12 girls gone. And then somebody would break something and they were gone. Somebody, somebody just didn't like the way it felt to wrestle and they were gone. Or they didn't like the atmosphere around there <laughs> and wow. they were gone. In the meantime, it was like, who who can make it to the end? It was a game of Who's going to make it and actually get a character out of that many girls? Mm. And um, I was in fear uh, also of being called little somebody or other because I didn't want to be the, the, the girl. That, little yeah. somebody I didn't or other. Want to, well, I didn't want to be little somebody or other who is protected by some big guy and I get my ass kicked all the time. Uh. I wanted to actually fight. <laughs> I wanted to be like my own thing. And the other fear was in which, Corporal Kelly, I give you – kudos uh, to actually step into somebody else's role. That's really hard to do. I didn't want mm-hmm. to step into anybody yeah. else's role. I was afraid they were going to make me Tammy Jones or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, I just didn't. I wanted something new, and they did it. They gave me, me lightning. Mm. Oh, that was awesome. That was perfect for you, though, because you are a superhero. That's how you are. I mean, yeah, you're little, but you are so mighty of spirit. Yes. There's no way that somebody could you. take Hang you down. On. Hang on, I guess. I put them, I guess sorry, honey, I gotta, I gotta set the phone down. I'll be back to it. I gotta move some pads. Okay. Okay, girl. <laughs> well, we're gonna. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break in here. We've got some breaking news at this time. There is some news coming out of NXT for anybody that watched it tonight. Um, if you oh, haven't, shit. spoiler alert. Um, so if you have not watched, cover your ears because there is a new NXT champion and his name is Tommaso Ciampa. Ah oh, man. Woo. Okay. All right. All right. Out of the fans' perspective, it's my turn to talk. Okay. <laughs> I like him. I appreciate I, – I, liking him, I mean, I appreciate his, his uh, ring quality, and I appreciate his heelness and that he's a jerk-off. But 
that also means he's doing his job. So, no, I didn't want him to be champ, but congratulations, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. That's fantastic. Uh, Oh, that would be the total compliment. If someone said congratulations, asshole, to me, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Steve, Steve taught me a long time ago. I think it was about three years ago. Was, ah, I hate that. I hate that wrestler. I hate that. Oh, they drive me nuts. I can't stand them. They're doing their job. Exactly. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, if I, I, okay. Then yep. I, at the moment, and I, I do. I appreciate Tomas Chapa. I really, really do. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Chapa yeah, cut his teeth here in Chicago. Um, primarily with uh, AAW, so you know, it's you know he's he's another you know I mean you know not not you know born here in the area or anything like that, but uh, you know he was he was a mainstay for AAW for uh, quite a while. So that's like the fourth fourth guy that uh, has a has a base in uh, in the Chicago area that uh, now has. Oh, a WWE title around their waist and that. So, all right, yeah. all right. So let's get let's get let's get back let's get back to this now. Um, now, uh, Nadine and Annette, you guys, you know, being being in the original part, um, were trained under uh, Mondo Guerrero. So, yeah, I'd like to kind of talk about you know his his training methods, his style, what it was like. To you know, work with probably you know one of the most famous families in all of professional wrestling. Now that was yeah, well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't. because I did train with him. Did you train with him, Nadine? Yeah, I, when we started, I think you went to Vegas after we trained, and maybe Killer Tomatoes trained you. I'm not sure. The Jasmine and. and and uh, Dallas train you? I can't honestly remember who trained us. <laughs> I, I really don't remember. Too many bombs. That's okay. Yeah. our age. Too many injuries. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, we, I really didn't, I didn't know he was that famous, you know, until we were at the CAC reunion and I saw the, uh, the, you know, the dedication to he and his family was pretty awesome. But he was a great guy. He was serious, and some of the girls were messing around, and he wasn't having any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he protected us. I got hurt. He was right there with me. I sprained my ankle pretty badly, and he made sure I walked on it. And a week later, I was fine to, to go again. Um, so I really I really enjoyed working with him. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Wow. Yeah, he was wow. a no. He, he didn't put up with it. He's very quiet, but when he spoke, you know, he expected our our respect, you know, and for us to listen to him mm-hmm. while the girls were messing around. You know, they thought it was social time, and they didn't realize how, you know, you have to be serious. You can, you can really get hurt. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's a general rule. A lot of, a lot of training. Still here. We're still shooting this, so. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, we're 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 talking about training right now, Cheryl, because uh, um, Nadine was talking about you know the fact that uh, 
she was one of those original well, Mondo trainees. Oh yeah, that's and, that's very few. Mondo gave um the first the first group of girls they got the pleasure of training with Mondo. I trained with him after the fact. After Okay. I was even with LPWA. Oh. Sue Sexton pretty much trained me after Glow. Oh, okay, okay. When I was in, when I was in Glow, we were trained by Nanuchka and right. Debbie Debutante. The same as right. sure. Yeah. But afterwards, I got training from multiple hardcore pros, and then I went pro. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because uh, which we've talked about this before, and because I also know, you know, the main promotion that uh, you went to after after Glow, which of course was uh, LPWA, which was run by uh, Wally Carbo, who was uh, Fern Gagne's partner in uh, the AWA up here in uh, the Midwest in Minneapolis, and that Torberg also. So. What happened there was. They were supposed to send me to wrestling school to to complete my training. Glow, we were taught moves and choreography. But mm-hmm. wrestling, of course, is basically it's a game of chess. And I didn't know how to play the game. When I went there, I was basically learning as I went. So I was basically getting my butt kicked. So Sue Sexton mm-hmm. took me under her wing, gave me some really good training, and then um, – and then I got some some uh, training from uh, Adrian Linda Street and Judy, Judy and Leilani. Oh, wow. and, yeah, and this this is just like okay, you got to learn teaching me how to work in you know that environment because to me I go to throw a drop kick and somebody steps out from underneath it. Uh, uh, being mean, of course, you're not supposed to do that. When they step out from behind your moves and don't react to them, you know, because I'm you know I'm a flyer, you know, basically from glow. I was like, uh, off the third rope fun stuff. And when I was trying to do any of that to these girls, they were actually being bitches to me because they hated glow girls. Actually. Um, mm-hmm. there was the, tr- and I'm telling you the true pro wrestlers that were there, the consummate, uh, the consummate, um, professionals, they're the ones that said, let me show you what to do. And I'm going to make you look good. And the other ones were just trying to bowl me over. And you can see it in the matches. Mm-hmm. Who who gave me a spot, who worked with me and didn't just bury me. Mm. And of course at that point, um, I ended up uh I ended up uh, I guess LPWA started running short of cash and they right. started trying to trying to find excuses to get out of contracts and they used an excuse to get me out of the contract. And it was the best thing they could do because they had a bunch of girls locked down and all these indie shows started calling me. Now I am not only glow trained, which is camera trained and acting mm-hmm. trained and, and all my flying moves, I had all the technical aspect behind me thanks to women like Sue Sexton. And I was just wrestling right and left and Japan called me and then I ended up wrestling out of Japan for the JWP, which is an honor. Anybody who gets invited to Japan an absolute honor. Yeah. So anyway, and then of course I won a couple of indie titles, AIWA Women's Champion and the PCCW Women's Champion and most recently I won an internet WAW Internet Championship. 
I'm going to yeah. by the way. Going, going I to am Japan. I'm a stunt woman. What was that? Go, going to Japan must have been a culture shock. You want to talk about that? Oh, God, yes. Massive culture shock. The the ring, let's talk about the, the culture shock in the actual ring itself. The floor of the Japanese rings were ply, plywood, like not plywood, um, they were plank boards. They were long, oh straight boards. So the floor was hard as a rock. It did not bend, especially for my weight. Um, our, our rings are, are uh, plywood, sheet of plywood. Their ring did not bend at all. It was solid and, and with a thin wow. mat layer over it. And then the ropes oh were, they, it was almost just uh, inner, or inner tube over, over a cable. So when I hit oh, those goodness. ropes, you could feel the cables welting you. I've got pictures of welts running across my back from running the ropes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, as yeah, far I'm as familiar as, with that feeling. <laughs> now, as far as Japan goes, um, the uh, the people were so polite, uh, and I saw somebody leave a purse on a on a train, and I didn't touch uh-huh. it. I just walked. I walked out of the train, you know, and somebody grabbed that purse and ran it right past me to who they knew it belonged to and caught up with them like halfway down the tarmac thing or whatever to give it to them. That's reverse that's reverse rules. That's right. Total and then and then right there. Right. Wow. And then I was I was at a um I was at a club, outside a club and they actually had a vending machine cigarette machine with a glass front. Yeah, the yeah. glass front uh-huh. had been cracked open and these cigarettes were poured out on the ground and still in the machine. Hundreds yeah. of people go into this club that was multi-level clubs. Nobody even looked at the cigarettes on the ground. Nobody went near them. Nobody touched them. Nobody I'm, touched I'm them. Surprised they, I'm surprised they one pack. Wow. I'm surprised they didn't put money in the machine and take what they wanted. I I don't know. They did no. They I mean nobody even touched it. Wow. Wow. The, and the cool other cool thing because I am so little. I could actually put my hand on the doorway and lean up and touch the top of the doorway. I'm like, take my yeah. picture. Look, I'm, t- look, I'm tall. <laughs> trust me. Oh, trust me. When when I when I order when I order things from that part of part of the world, um, I have to like say say I need a size smaller, a size medium. I have to make sure I go large or extra large. I just ordered something uh, last month. I got it today from China. And I got a medium, and I can't even wear it because oh. their medium is like a size zero. I swear to God. I'm gonna have to talk to you about that because I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> what about, the, what yeah. about the, the coke and the, and the two blocks? What's that? What? <laughs> it's a sponsor. It's a coke can and the shot. They're like trying to move stuff out of the pitch. Like it's oh, a sponsor. Okay. It's a sponsor. Just kidding. <laughs> So, well, now another now another thing too with that, Cheryl. I understand, you know, from because I've got friends who've worked in Japan and uh, that uh, they definitely treat the gaijin uh, Americans very, very well over there. Yes, I I had first class, first class. They're rolling. They like I can't talk. Let somebody else talk for a minute. Okay, uh, somebody talk. Anybody. Go ahead. Okay. Somebody All got right, something? well, we'll play this. I got something. <laughs> okay. You want to be a professional wrestler but are tired of waiting to hit the ropes? You feel like you're ready to wrestle in the main event just by watching an episode of SmackDown? 
welcome to the Koch Hills Wrestling Alliance, where no experience is necessary. Step in our ring, spend as much or as little time as you want. Get yourself ready, and we'll book you in all our events. Only you know best when you're prepared to conquer the world. Don't spend months and years sliding under arrogant prima donna veterans who have you pay to put up and take down the ring. Join us at CHWA, and you'll be wrestling front millions when we broadcast your matches live online. CHWA, where training is optional, because we share your desire to live your fantasy right now. Call us today. I wish and that joke. Unfor- I wish that ad were a joke. That's scary. It's not a joke. It's real. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are out of but, Chicago, is that correct? Oh well, I'm, I'm uh, well, not. There, there are uh, one is and one's in Illinois. Uh, yeah, but I'm not. I'm in Toronto, Canada. I mean, the big city of Toronto. Yeah. Oh. I am also the Canadian content. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite bands is from Canada. Okay, who do you like? Band-wise? Yeah, Canadian. What's your favorite band from Canada? The Black Halos. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't say Nickelback. <laughs> I'm a punk girl. I, I like stuff that's kind of, you know, edgy. People think I have, yeah, edgy taste. I'll say edgy. Yeah, yeah. You don't want a whining, a whining lead singer. You don't want a whining Chad Kroger. Hi. Okay, I got, I got kicked off. Oh, yeah. I'll drop. Is that me? They're here. Are you okay, back? there we go. Yep. Okay. Yep. They need back, so. Okay, I'm back too. Late. Okay. Lightning. Um, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Label it, Steve. There we go. Steve, label it. So, <laughs> I did. I did. So let's. Okay. So let's talk about you know, the other because well now Annette is also actually uh, some you know a local. To like myself and Sean. Make sure where you're going to drop into it. There's nothing in your way. Don't don't knock a wrist or something into something. Oh. <laughs> okay. Still okay. trying to make sure nobody gets hurt. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So well, so Annette comes from near from the from the street area, which I worked a lot in over the years, and that. Um, Wow. So, my my college cheer partner is from Streeter. <laughs> oh wow. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Cool. That's why that's where yeah. I took my first uh, stunt tumble when he dropped when he dropped me in college. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because because uh, because Annette went to uh, Western Illinois University, which they're back there. They're they're doing a lot of commercials now, Annette. They're like all of a sudden I'm seeing yeah all of a sudden there's you know there's uh, WIU commercials on TV all you know all the time. It's like wow somebody must have infused them a little cash or something. <laughs> all right, I'll have to check into our alumni. Yeah. It's terrible, but I live in Cincinnati now, right outside of Cincinnati, and I've never been to Chicago. 
Isn't that horrible? Um, Terrible. Yeah. Wow. He, he just moved from there. Okay. All right. I'm going to. Okay. I, the background noise is trying to be crazy. Is it Cheryl yes. that's on? It's, it's, it's Cheryl because cause it's, yeah, okay. cause it's what's going I'm gonna on with her uh, on the set. Okay, I'm going to mute her. I'll check in on her. Um, I don't know, or Steve, yeah, we can we'll check bring, in on her. We'll bring her, we'll bring her on. So we'll bring her yeah. back on in just a, in just a minute. Let's give, let's give her a minute to kind of see what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and she's that, working. Yeah, yeah, she has, she's work she work she's a hard working woman. That's great. That's cool. But so. okay, ladies, now now that there's no background noise, we may continue. Go ahead, Steve. You're the you're the glow geek. Keep going. <laughs> well, I gonna I was gonna say let's you know kind of let's talk about how you know each of you were given the you know, characters that that you were given. Um, now we are now we already know Lily's story and that, but uh, um, let's let's go ahead and that will uh, you go ahead and tell how you well uh, were you know how the whole start. Jungle Woman gimmick came up and then uh, okay. Nadine, and then uh, you know Nadine will go with you. Okay. All right, um, actually Nadine and I lived together up on a house up in the hills, and she had I remember she was doing the um, she was telling me about the show and I never went to the audition and then she came back and told me their pilot sold. I go, your pilot sold? And she goes, yes, we're going to Vegas and blah, blah. I go, oh my God. And I remember I had done a pilot. I was a, a game show hostess and it was for NBC and it didn't sound. I was so bummed. I'm like, oh my God, your wrestling show sold. Anyway, um, she says, go down and audition. I guess the uh, Matt's office was right down in Los Angeles, which is right down the hill from us. And um, she goes, we're going to Vegas. And I'm going, you're going to Vegas? She goes, now they're going to put us up at the Riviera. And I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> I go, so I immediately, she goes, Can you come up with a character and go meet with Matt. So I said, okay, give me time. So I worked on it for actually a few days, a week. And they deemed like, did you go yet? And I go, no, I didn't. And um, she kept saying, like, go. But I wanted to work on the character. And I went based off of what I felt I had. I was a trained dancer, and I tumbled. I did, you know, um, cheerleading in college. I did stunts and, and back handsprings and everything. So, And I've always liked the nature, the, the animals, the wild animals in the jungle. And um, I like the gracefulness of the cat. So I thought, huh, jungle woman. But yet I wanted to be a villain. Um, mm-hmm. so I kind of got a growl going and I would do a little thing with my hand and my cheek and just, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I played it all down. So I, I went and met with Matt and, uh, um, he was at one desk and sitting down at the desk. So I sat down and I told him about my character and he's like jungle woman. He goes, first of all, he goes, um, you should be blonde. And I said, blonde. I said, we're talking the Amazon, the wild woman. And he's like, like, "Um, well, she should be a good woman. I mean, like a a good girl, though, a good person. And I'm like, it's about survival. When it comes to survival, you're going to survive. And I have no rules. I have no guidelines. I have no boundaries to survive. I'm from the jungle, baby. (laughs) So so I gave him a little, I'm from the jungle. (laughs) He's like, 
Okay. <laughs> so that was how I got started with Jungle. I created a character, loved it. And um, from there, um, he said, you're on. So um, packed up my car, Nadine packed up her car. And I, I don't know if she went out before me, but we were, I know we were roommates out there when we got out there. And I can't mm-hmm. recall, but um, yeah, so that's where it started. Oh, wow. All right. All right. I have a question for Ashley since, well, I, I gave it to Sean and he's not using it. All right. Um, a little bird told me that uh, you were Ivory's plus one to the WWE Hall of Fame um, when she got put in. Is that true or am I talking yeah, out of my ass? Yeah, that's totally ass? true. No, you're okay, not talking not, out of your ass. Good. No, it was pretty awesome. I was really <laughs> surprised that she, the way she invited me to was really cute. She used a GIF. You know, that little, is it GIF or Giphy? That little, when they do like little pictures. Yeah, it was a picture of a baby dancing in a little bikini or something. And it said, will you, be my, will you be my guest to the WWE HOF, blah, blah, blah. And that was just really cute the way she did it. And she, I think she did it on Twitter. Aww. Aww. So, uh, Aww. yeah, so it was really cool. Like, we, we're we not in touch a lot, but when we do get back together, we're just like, we didn't lose any time. You know what I mean? I love her family. Mm-hmm. I remember them from back in the day. That She had 19 people at wow. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then oh, she kind man. of had to push them. But they were family members. I was, there was one other girlfriend who I hung out with a lot, and then, um, her family. Other than that, the other girl and I were the only ones that were not family that she had invited. So she really didn't have oh, plus wow. one. She had plus 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. nice. That's nice. All right, I'm going to see, see if Cheryl's back where she's clear again. Okay. So, hey. Cheryl? Hey. Hey there. Yeah. Hey. I, have yeah a question. We, I have a question for Jungle Woman. How did... Uh, how did Nature Boy come about? Nature Boy. Well, there's oh, yeah. a bunch of us. A lot of the girls would get together um, <laughs> in like Ashley's in my room with like Saturday, I think it was Saturday night after the match because we didn't work. I think the following day. So we get in there and I mean, there's all women. We're thinking how to be great to have auditions for a nice the guy coming through. <laughs> but um, so we wanted to have a little Nature Boy, but. Um, Matt's son. Like we, we, we I know. We're, right? <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll have them just line up and we'll have them walk through. And but, uh, but we didn't even get to have auditions. Matt said his son wanted to do it, so there went. So that was the next one. Tony, Tony, oh man. Tony told me not, Matt didn't want to do it. He, Tony told me Matt huh? made him do it. Oh really? Oh, that's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> I can I see that. It, though. <laughs> he said oh he, my gosh. He not, he, wait, you guys. He was not built like Tarzan. Let's just go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right? That I mean, is it, true. I, mean, I remember. He was yeah, adorable, he was. but I'm saying he wasn't like your typical nature boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't where well, all of us girls, while we were having beers, sitting in a room. That wasn't what we were dreaming of, kind of, basically. We were fantasizing about it. <laughs> we wanted a little eye candy while we wrestled. I bet. You know, kind of like, like, like a, you know, like a cute little pool boy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can just have a nature boy. boy. Like my, 
<laughs> I have some cool bath boys. Oh, nature boy. I have some What do you think Glow would have done if you brought out a, mo- a Moogly? Moogly with the red oh, shorts. Hi. Moogly, yeah. You want to touch the oh, honey? Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love whoever just put that. Oh, Adam. Oh, man. Oh, that's so hilarious. <laughs> that was silly, wasn't it? I, I love that. I love when he does that. Growing up there in Illinois, who's from Illinois? Sean, you said? or? Well, Sean and myself are both Illinois boys. Honestly, I loved wrestling. And we used to watch it mainly. It was um, aired out of Moline. And I remember The Crusher. That was my guy. Oh, <laughs> yes. I don't know how Crusher far back was, you go, but... Oh, I, 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 yeah, I go back. I mean, I... I start, Well, I started out, I discovered... I discovered Dick the Bruiser. And, yeah. uh And the and, uh, Armory by accident. From there, it, it went to... It went to Vern. And so I was so... Saturday nights, uh, Fern was on, and then Sunday afternoons was uh, Bruiser stuff, which eventually um, Bob Luce, who did the uh, promoting in Chicago, uh, would air the would air the Tyndall tapes, and then would uh, you know cut in with uh, interviews with uh, some with some of the guys, and that, mm-hmm. and that was where that was where I got my you know, my first taste of it all and it's like I gotta figure out some way to get into this. Now it wasn't until, you know, um the mid the mid eighties when I when I met up with the uh guys at Windy City Wrestling and that. And it's and it's so funny because the guy that trained me um was uh Sonny Rogers who was uh, one of Vern's uh, TV job guys. Used to go up to Minneapolis and and do and do you know TV jobs for Vern and that. So. The Ganyas, they were great wrestling family. He Rick yeah. Flair trained with Vern Ganya, didn't he? Yes, yeah. yes, he did. Yeah, I Rick Flair, yeah. Iron Sheik. I just got done reading Jim Ross's yeah. book, and that's that's a great read if anybody hasn't read it yet. That's a good one. Oh wow! Okay, okay. I'll have to read that. Uh, the last one I read was the, I I have a uh, I have a galley print of uh, Bill After's book, which if you have not read that, oh, that's a must read. That is a I'll must pick read. That one up then. Yeah, I love reading about the wrestlers. You know, it's just Ric Flair's my favorite though. All time wrestler, all time Ric Flair. And Tully Blanchard was honored at the CAC when we got our awards. And oh my God, I was little wrestling girl fan heaven with that. So <laughs> hey, my heart was bitter pattern. I don't. I don't blame you. I mean, you know, I. I mean, I remember Tully from when he was working for his dad in San Antonio when they had that little show on USA Network. Um, oh, and my he was, God. Yeah. When was that? And he was, was being, that? that was uh, like 84. Wow. And at the time, he was managed by Burt Prentice, who 
I wound up working for for a brief period myself in uh, in Indianapolis. I I've worked. I it's it's amazing. Within my first two years in the industry, my goal was to work all three of the major buildings that okay. uh, you got any need or anything on? Just stick them in the truck that I had seen on TV or been you know been through the International mm-hmm. Amphitheater, the Hammond Civic Center, and the Tyndall Armory in Indianapolis. Within my first within my first two years in the business, I had I had worked all three buildings. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, no, and especially now that the amphitheater is gone, it's like you know one of those one of those great memories. You know that uh, yeah. hey, I worked in one of the most legendary arenas. You know in the in the country. <laughs> I mean you know, I mean it was the International Amphitheater. The Cal Palace in San Francisco, oh yeah, and and you know and the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, I went so many fantastic matches at the Olympic. Such a great venue, fantastic. That's uh, Jean Lavelle's family, I think, owned the Olympic. Yes, yes, yes. That was yeah. I mean, that was some great stuff, and it was funny because the commentary, for the most part, was in Spanish. Except when they would bring Chris Adams on, God rest his soul, I miss that guy. Oh, and then they, you know, then they would talk to him in English. But uh, I mean, yeah, there was there was some. I mean, you know, uh, Jimmy Lennon was the was the ring announcer. Um, Billy Red Shoes Johnson was their was their uh, main referee. Oh my gosh, I mean, wow, you're making me dredge up some. <laughs> Long, long old memories. They shot part of Man on the Moon over there at the Olympic too. Yeah. At that point, they yes. weren't doing a lot of live shows there anymore. They were renting it out to a lot of movies. That's where I was right. at. We were supposed to shoot there my scenes on Man on the Moon, and then they, you know, they brought a bunch of us in and paid us like top dollar, and then they never used us. And then, uh, like a month later, they just relocated us to a stage, and then we shot there with Jim Carrey. Yeah, but, uh, we yeah. were there inside oh, the auditorium. Oh, great it was Canadian, so cool. right there. A great Canadian, right there. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite welcome. You're talking about you're talking about uh, Jim Carrey. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh, he's a total spaz. Let me tell you. <laughs> I had to wrestle. I had to wrestle. He's a I'm not total a wrestler. What? He's spaz. a total what? S P A Z spaz. Okay. Not a good re- not not spaz. a great wrestler, that's all. <laughs> but they said that he was really very much in character as Andy. Yes. Andy Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Lawler almost punched him out, like for real. We were told to <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. to address him. We were told to address him as as Andy or Mr. Kaufman or don't address him at all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Johnny Depp was the same way when he was doing um, Pirates of the Caribbean. He stayed in character the full time. The full time. Wow. So I understand that, but I also heard that as well that he also stayed that um, when he was when Mr. Carey was doing Andy Kaufman, he went full full out twenty four seven. Well, he yeah. wouldn't let. Uh, he had a perfect do- like a double that was a dead on double stunt guy, and yeah. the stunt guy rehearsed everything with all of us, but Jim insisted on doing his own stuff. Good. So he got, mm, he wow. got his butt beat of by course. a bunch of girls. He, well, he, <laughs> he, he loved 
he loved Andy Kaufman. He looked up to Andy Kaufman. He followed Andy Kaufman. It, it hurt him to, the, to his core when uh, Kaufman died. Like he himself oh. thought that he, it was a practical joke because Kaufman had already faked his own death. A so, lot of people yeah, thought it that. wounded him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, when you, but, I mean, I have seen pictures of, of Andy before, before he passed, and, oh, my gosh, <sighs> poor guy. He, he, really, he really wasted away in that. Now, and that's, that's the sad thing. And because I mean he was he he was so entertaining and he was so ahead of his time. Uh, I mean he, he was, was doing definitely. he was, you know I mean he was he was he was so far ahead of the curve that it's said that it's taken us this many years to catch up to what did he any was doing guys, at that time. Did it, did any of you guys see the movie Breakfast with Blassie? I can't say that I have. Yes. With Andy Kaufman and Freddie Blassie. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) It's a classic. It's a classic for anybody who really knows the business. I have some pictures. Darren loves, Um, yeah. Sorry, my my husband loves Blassie, and I know he loved Andy Kaufman as well. So that would probably be a real treat for him. Thank you. There's some pictures online. It's a little disturbing, though. There's some pictures online. You can look it up. It's uh, Andy Kaufman wrestling Deborah Harry. It's really cool. Oh, shit. Deborah Harry is Blondie? As in Blondie? Deborah Harry? Yes, yes. Excellent. I'm a big fan of her. Wow. They're in my phone. I send them to you, but I can't right now. I'll tell you what, send them, send them to April and then have April send them to me because, man, I'd like to see those myself. Well, she's on their phone right now. That's why she can't. No, I'm saying, on the phone. I'm saying I have it. to pay. I'm, yes, hang on, bye. Hang <laughs> on. I'm saying, but I'm saying after, after we get okay. done, when you get some, when you get some time, send, send copies over to April. April's got my number, and April can shoot those over to me because, man, I would love to. I would love to see those. Holy cow! Oh, I totally will. Yeah, well, and and the fun and the funny thing is because you know, I mean, you do you guys realize who uh, who got Andy hooked up with uh, with Jerry Lawler and got this whole thing started with him? No, who? Bill After. Oh, oh, Mr. Bill Laster. Mr. Bill Laster. Well, yes, okay, he, now, he used to, he used to, Andy used it. to go to the shows at the Garden, and so, and he used to, he used to kind of talk around, and that, and he started talking to Bill, and he's like, yo, I really, I really want to get into this. So, after, after a show at the Garden one night, Bill invites him back to his apartment, and they're talking wrestling and everything, and and he's like, you know, it would be my dream to actually do something within within the legitimate professional uh, industry and that. And Bill's like, I know just the guy who I think would be willing to do it with you. Let me call. Let me call Jerry Waller. And and he's looking at the clock. He's like, it's two in the morning. He's like. 
Jerry will be up. And he calls, <laughs> Jerry answers. And so Jerry and Andy start talking, and that's where the seeds were planted that started everything, which led to, you know, the movie and, you know, all the stuff that he, you know, had, had done in real life. Because they not only brought, not only did it in Memphis, they brought it up here to uh, the Midwest with AWA. Oh, I know, I know they, you know, they worked a number of other areas and that, and just, you know, and of course, you know, that was the pre-internet era, so they could get, you know, they could get away with doing the same stuff over and over in different areas, and nobody was any the wiser. That's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's I mean, you know, sometimes as much as I love as much as I love you know the internet and that it's like man you know a lot of what we do now has gotten messed up because of it. Yeah, I can see that. You know. So, but back well, back in the book. Yeah, back in the glow day, there. Back in the glow day, there was no internet, unfortunately. Uh, God only knows what would have happened if we had it back then. You know, uh-huh. we're blowing up without the internet. Yeah, yeah. I wish you. I wish you were bigger over here because I was deprived. All right, I'm being told to take a break, so I've got a song. A little okay. Canadian content, a little Canadian content for you. A little tragically hip. Give me a little, some little bones. All right, folks. Back in five. All right. You don't need these, right? Okay.
ever wanted to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager, well, then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. we got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlings. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps that our weekly show is behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle, and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, here. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax Refund Wrestling, not coming soon to a location near you. This is Bill After from OneWrestling.com with several of my friends. Sir, what you going to do, brother, when PWR Slam runs wild under... Wait a second, you can't say that. Sorry, this is Bill After, but wait a second, it's the dream. You talking about... P.W.R. Slam. Funker, come here. I don't want to talk if we're on P.W.R. Slam. After, come here. I was just trying to say this. Bill After from OneWrestling.com. And I'm proud to be here. P.W.R. Slam. All right. We are back. Yes. So let's get... uh, yeah, let's get let's get everybody back in here so that uh, we can so we can continue this little glow party. I'd like to welcome and that. I'd like to welcome everybody back into the ER. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. I hope you girls enjoyed those uh, commercials that we played. Unfortunately, there's truth to those commercials. There's promoters out there. Uh, I believe is uh, one of you said you went pro. I'm sure you've seen the uh, wrestling promoters out there that run on tax refund checks. 
I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, sign it up. There you go. Where do I get my food stamp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want my T-bone. Where's my T-bone? <laughs> yeah. For $1.50. <laughs> $1.50. I'll tell you what, if you... Yeah, if you get if you get a T bone for a dollar fifty, I wouldn't want to eat it. Me <laughs> that neither. Thing's probably tougher than shoe leather. <laughs> yeah, probably tastes like my cookie. Oh gosh. Yep. Oh man. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead. One at a time, or else I'm going to beat you. That'll probably get clogged <laughs> in your colon. That one dollar fifty yeah. steak. <laughs> It'll oh, get clogged in your colon. You'll have to see a doctor. Help! What did you eat, sir? A dollar fifty T-bone steak. This wrestling promoter pay me and pay. Honey, be oh, the wrestling promoter. <laughs> you gave me a classic steak. All right. Okay. Let's let's get back. Let's right. get back serious here. Okay. Right we obviously have to address the 5,000-pound elephant in the room, and that's the okay. Netflix series. Now, when Cheryl was on the first time was, you know, right after, right after the series broke, and so she talked about it. We've now got two seasons under our belt. Um, so I'm going to – so I'm, I kind of want to go around the table here. We'll start with Lily. You know, uh, tell us you know, your impressions of – what you've anything. seen on there, anything that might reflect, you know, either, you know, on purpose or accidentally the reality of what you went through when you were, when you were a part of Glove. I love, okay. love, love, love the Netflix shows. I think it's fantastic. And season two, I think it was brilliant. Season two really touched more on kind of what we were doing. You know, I think season one was, I think it's really, it's an overview of everything, and it's a, you know, amalgamation of all the different characters. But I I think they're doing a really good job of getting it across and uh, being entertaining, you know. But I thought season two was really spot on, because a lot of the stuff, like the the fear of being fired, you know, and the the Mm -hmm. whole... um, Living on eggshells, never knowing, you know, what's going on, really. Because I, I don't know about everybody else, but I felt like we were kind of kept in the dark in terms of what was going on with us, whether we were actually doing well with our show or not. Because we didn't even have the show in Vegas, you know, so didn't really be, we couldn't see ourselves. We didn't know what was going on. So, kind wow. Of, you know. When our season, when three and four started airing, I was in Lancaster, California, and I didn't uh, get the benefit of being down where it was being on air. So, you know, uh, I get it once in a blue moon. If I pass back down into town, somebody might go, hey, don't don't I know you from someplace? (laughs) They're like, who who are you? It's really funny. I had knee surgery, so I was out of glow the first time I saw myself on TV. And I remember I was getting a disability, and I was, you know, trying to come back, get back to working. And I didn't have any money. I was really super broke, and I cashed in cans at the grocery store. You used to be able to cash your cans into this machine, 
And occasionally uh-huh. you get a colored coin and you get extra money. And I got a red coin, so I got an extra $5. And I was really excited that I was going to be able to make a hamburger while I watched myself on TV. So, you know, the whole welfare T-bone thing kind of hit home there. I was like, hmm, ah, I can mm. do that. <laughs> wow. Oh, people just assume you've got money because you're on TV. And it's not that big right. way, yeah. you know. No, yeah. ma'am. Let's talk about that misconception that, you know, yeah, you're on, you're on a television show that's being seen all over and that, and they think that, you know, hey, you're sitting there making money hand over fist as opposed to the yeah. realities that you guys were in Dell, a little, you know, let's, let's be honest, flea bag motel and that, and, you know, the glitz was when you guys were inside the Riviera. The glitz was inside the ring. <laughs> that was that was our that was our moment when we were in the ring and and wow. interviews and stuff like that. And we were basically I call it being on. We were mm-hmm. on. You you got your hair and makeup done and uh, the interviews and stuff. Where you're walking around in heels outside of the or walking into whatever situation, unless you are in mm-hmm. your wrestling gear or whatever. You're on, and then and then you step away from it, and then uh, back to reality, basically. Mm. Reality, you know, for everybody is obviously different. My reality was was living in a you know a small apartment with a boyfriend, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, being a trainer at a gym. That was my my day job or whatever, and I tried to get as much work as I could when I was working. But even LPWA mm-hmm. only shot like three days out of the month. So what do you do mm-hmm. in the meantime? You do a random right. indie show, and I actually um, was, you know, working out of uh, two separate gyms, you know, training people. And nobody mm-hmm. even knew who I was when I was training. They had no idea. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I guess everybody's got a straight job on the side, right? Well, even the movie industry, unless you're really, really into it. Like right now, I'm on the set. I'm working this movie. I'm working right now. I've got like nine days in a row I'm working. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not working. It it doesn't, it's not like I'm going to work the next day and the next day and the next day. It's like, when is your next day's work? It's uh, kind of like wrestling indie shows. You know, you're wrestling this indie mm-hmm. show. Somebody else calls you. You're wrestling another indie show over there. They fly you over here. They fly you over there. You are not working 24-7, you know, right. unless, you're, right. unless you're under contract. Like, we were under contract flow, but that they assume it's some giant contract. But um, I don't know what uh, – I don't know if you girls want to reveal what you were making. I was making uh, – 400 a week as well. Everybody was different. Anybody else? I only made 250 a week. Well, and then when I was on disability, I got $68 a week. Wow. Okay, mm. how about you? How about you too, Nadine and um, Jungle Woman? Well, the funny thing is, is they asked me in the pilot, 
April and I played two characters. Okay. And I was, I was Mabel, and April was uh, Sarah. And so we stole, we did it for the pilot. We played two characters. Then we come along to the series, and it's like, you know, Matt wants us to play, you know, two characters again. So that doesn't that means like double the work. So when I mm-hmm. approached him and I said, you know, just give me something. I was making like the other girls four hundred a week, but I'm like, just give me maybe an extra two hundred a week, something, because I'm playing two characters. I'm doing bad girl and good girl skits. I'm doing everything double because Ashley was good, and uh, and Mabel was a heel, you know. So it was like I had to right. be in both worlds. And then we were both doing, like, say you do two matches a week, four matches a week, whatever. I was doing an extra amount for, to be Mabel. So, Shit. of course, he didn't go for it, and that's when Sarah and Mabel were eliminated. And they had new Sarah and Mabel later for three and four, but as far as one and two goes, they were very limited with Sarah and Mabel. Because once I opened my mouth, he just threw it out the window. But sick. Mm. Typical, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what you yeah, Sarah and Mabel they created they just, character. <laughs> they just had they had the thir- three and four year girls doing Sarah and Mabel and they weren't getting any extra money for it they were just Sarah and Mabel well, that's because that's those girls said it was okay I was not I think April and I were both yeah. not going to do it you know I was just like well, you can't, you're there's a difference you can not, there yeah, was a difference nothing. between us, though. The girls, um, yeah. our three and four season, um, a lot of the girls that showed up for three and four season were were not like actresses who had any um, involvement in the movie industry. So they didn't know that, you know, a daily is this much, union wages are that much, and mm-hmm. I didn't either, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they it had us... At a disadvantage of not knowing what normal was, what what would what should be happening. Right. You know? But we weren't union, so they could get away with it. Yeah, we I know. Isn't that, individual, individual, isn't that one of the reasons? Isn't that one of the reasons the original Glow Girls, a lot of them walked, was because of that? Probably. Not right. Probably. Yeah, um, you know, Over. at first, too, when, when we were out there in Riviera, I mean, our meals were pretty much taken care of also. So our room and board, our meals, and I went out there. I'm in my early 20s. Um, you know, I'm making you know, about 2000 a month. And maybe I thought we got like 
And oh, I mean, forgot about that. Teens, I wasn't thinking, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't thinking teacher. I wasn't thinking my insurance. I was just thinking, oh, this is good extra cash, and we got free meals, free room and board, and we're we're living in a hotel. You know, I'm like, that's that's where I was at, you know, thinking. So I wasn't thinking. I well, a lot that's of money where I was jealous oh, when we came in. I was thinking, I was thinking, why can't we live in a hotel? I wanted yeah, somebody to. I, I wanted yeah, somebody to clean up. Yeah, I wanted my bed made thing. every day. <laughs> I mean, you think you have to worry <laughs> about groceries. You know, we didn't have to worry about groceries. You know, so that's that's the biggest. Well, thing. I don't remember. I don't remember any of the girls being upset about the accommodations. You know, and I wasn't mm-hmm. upset with anything except for you know not being paid for my work. Yeah. And the extra mm. chance that I would get hurt, you know. I mean, every time you get mm. in the ring, you could get hurt. So, you know, that that's what my deal was. But then, you know, not getting residuals and all that, we signed up for that. So, you know, with the girls, you know, we're getting whatever for Netflix. I mean, that's more power to them, I guess. We were the ding-dongs that didn't stick up for ourselves, you know. That's it. Well, I mean, the, now looking back on it, glow is a big deal. But at the time it was going on, it didn't feel like a big deal. It didn't to yeah, me really no at idea. the time, you know. So, but hey, That's I why I that All people still remember us and care because I'm like, you know, who would have thought that what we did would be remembered this far down the road, and that we'd be honored and people would be like, oh my God, you were a glow girl, you know. When I when we were being honored, um, I'm not even sure. I know you appreciate it, um, and some of you guys appreciated it. I just don't know if anybody understands how big of a deal that was for any pro to acknowledge Glow at all. Yeah. Because at the time when it was happening, they hated us. Yeah. Right. They hated us with a passion. I got my... I got I got shit for it every day when I worked at LPWA for being a glow girl. I had mm. didn't matter how good I was or what I knew. What mattered to them was I was one of them. I was one of you. Wow. And they wanted to yeah they wanted they wanted to teach me a lesson you know. Well and why were we so bad when we started. When we started wrestling, when you would do things that were like wrestling type moves, a lot of times the neutral would be like, "No, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that." You know, so it's kind of I get where they came from. Traditional wrestlers came from thinking of us as being, you know, different or, you know, maybe not Phony. those. But I'm sure you you showed them those, Cheryl, because you got it together, girl. You are an amazing person, an amazing athlete. Always dedicated, always hardworking. So, I'm sure you I showed. I really, them. really appreciate that. Thank you. The all right. Mm. The well, LPWA was just another Go step, ahead. you know, like everything else we do. One more thing, one more uh, thing, and do you enjoy what you're doing as you're doing it? All right. I got a question from one of the girls. My little birdie's asking it. Actually, Ashley, why didn't you go to? P-O-W-W with Tina Ferrari. Why didn't I go? Yeah. Um, I I left after the second season. I got um, a job offer from Continental Airlines to be a flight attendant, and 
I think like Hollywood was Holly that was saying, you know, we didn't know it was big. We just, I just thought, hey, I put my time in. I couldn't even see my work because there was no. We either we had to try to just wrench on it. Yeah, we couldn't see. We couldn't see anything we did. So it's like I didn't know. I was like, okay, and I didn't really like wrestling either because I I was a chicken. So, you know, if you look, Tina, Tina usually got her butt kicked. I, I kind of sat on the turnbuckle a lot and blue kisses. So, but, you know, I, just, I chose a career. Now, I got a question for Nadine. You ever get you ever get recognized being a flight attendant? That's fun stories, I'm sure. I never got recognized. Like, I was out with Spanish Red once, and she got recognized, and they had no idea who I was. And I know I wasn't okay. supposed to be out with Spanish Red. I know what you guys are going to say. But we were we were living on the edge. <laughs> and nobody uh, okay. ever recognizes me. I think if I put my hair on the side and I wear gold, maybe. <laughs> but nobody ever recognizes me. I actually got recognized. I was at a meeting at a restaurant uh, with a stunt coordinator. I'm meeting this guy and... He wants to talk to me about whatever he's going to talk to me about. And that's how you mm-hmm. get work in movie industry as a stunt woman. You, you know, you, it's word of mouth. You know, can, are you good at what you do or whatever? And, and first impressions and all. So they sit us down at this restaurant and the, the host sits us down. And then the host just stands there and keeps staring at me. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at the guy that I'm there with, and I'm looking at the the, the host, and finally, I'm like, and what, you know, what, or something, and he's like, are you Cheryl Rusa? And I just, my heart sank, because this guy's here, and I'm thinking, what the fuck did I do? I was like, uh-huh. I'm thinking, what the fuck did I do? What's this person going to, I thought I was in trouble or something. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. he's all totally fanboys on me. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> He's like, I followed your career. I watched you on Glow as Lightning. I watched you as Little Mo on LPW. He starts naming everything I did, mm-hmm. stuff I even forgot I did, and asked me for oh, an shit. autograph. And I I signed it. He's like, I'm so sorry. And so I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I signed it and everything. And then he and then he walks away and then I turn around to the stunt coordinator. He's just got this huge smile on his face. <laughs> it, but I got the job, you know. So I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. I just you probably awesome. thought it was. I don't know. Maybe it made an impression or a memory because you want them to remember you when you're trying to get work. Mm-hmm. It's about it's yeah. about them remembering you, you know. But it worked in my so favor at that point. It's so weird because me, Corporal Kelly, and me, Lily completely polar opposite. I don't even think people think that when I say, yeah, that's me, I was Corporal Kelly, I don't think they believe me to this day, you know. It doesn't look huh. anything like you, you know. So. I was wow. lightning and I was party animal. I, in the pay-per-view, they, me, they were running short of bad guys and they did the uh, pay-per-view and Matt decided that he needed another heel and, and I was still fresh from course doing all the pro wrestling he needed somebody fresh in the ring it'd been a few years and he didn't want the girls to get hurt or whatever i don't know he needed somebody who was you know good in the ring 
Good, mm-hmm. And he was short, one heel, and decided mm-hmm. to turn me into lightning, the party animal. Okay. And and that's how I came, not, except for the party part. I used to be a party animal in high school, uh, totally. But uh, the whole rock and roll thing, I was a drummer when I went over to GLOW as a rock and roll drummer and an all-girl oh, rock and roll band. That. I Very remember easy. that. And... Um, mm. Yeah, so um, it was really weird how Matt pegged me as this bodybuilder person. Sorry, guys. This bodybuilder uh-huh. person, and then also pegged me as the party animal. It's like he nailed me twice. Well, so oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> He nailed my Ow. personality. <laughs> he nailed my personality. I'm sorry. Don't even go there, you guys. He 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 got my person. He had my personality down. Uh, um, I don't know how he saw it because I was a split personality, like you just said. You were you were her, and then you were her. I was this rock and roll chick, but I was also this bodybuilder, like you know, dork. You know. Mhm. That. Speaking of seeing the show, um, I hadn't really seen the show. I did have a girlfriend's daughter who recognized me from Jungle Woman, and that was way back when it was just kind of airing. But then I really didn't hear much of it. In 10 years, probably had to, at least 10 years had passed. I was down in Mexico City. I was um, performing with a group of girls. We were uh, performing for the um, Tele, Telemundo. I think it was Telemundo Station. They're pretty, basically their Grammy Awards. And we're okay. in the hotel, and we go back to the hotel after the rehearsal, and I'm in the restroom, and I hear on our television, then, whoa, I come to the air, and I'm like, what the hell? So I come running up, and I go, oh, my God. It was it was actually not only our, you know, the globe, very domestically, too, but it was like one of my matches, and I can hear all the other girls, because we're all in, like, um, different rooms connected. I hear them, what? All right, back <laughs> really, I was like so taken back and really surprised, and um, it was just kind of a cool thing. Like things later, I thought that was like you know trashed and been gone with, and to see it in another country um, playing. I think it was a Saturday afternoon over there. It was really, it was pretty cool. Mm. That's pretty awesome. That was, wow. the first, that was the first time I saw the match, <laughs> like ten years That's- later. <laughs> I was holy cow. I was after Glow and LPWA. I and I was wrestling pro in Japan and all that other stuff. Um, some contacts from the pro side um, called me and said that asked me if I wanted to go on tour in Panama and asked me if I could find more Glow girls. They were looking for Glow girls, and I'm like, yeah, you know. So I call however many glow girls they wanted. I mean, Hollywood, Fiji, um, Dallas was part of this already. And mm-hmm. uh, I was short a glow girl and I called uh, Sue Sexton, of course, because she, she was just, you know, I was just grateful and, and uh, in awe of her right. skills. Um, and we do this tour. We go to um, Panama and when we get there, it was everywhere you looked, there were signs that said Los Chicas de Glow. Los Chicas de Glow. So it was a glow tour. We had no idea that it was supposed to be a glow tour. It had nothing to do with the glow, the company, though. And apparently I found right. out later that they had approached glow and that wouldn't cut any deals with them. So 
So they went, they rounded about and got a hold of us girls uh, uh, from a ramp uh, from another agency, uh, right? And the, and the day we left, flew out to go to Panama, I actually, they sent all of us a cease and desist letter to not do this, but we were already, you know, uh, at the airport when they sent them to our houses. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, well, right? So, and we went out there, and we were... Right. We were mobbed. It was like we were Elvis or the Beatles or uh, Michael Jackson. It was crazy. It was insane. We were mobbed wow. everywhere. Every single place we went, they brought they brought us to different places to like a, a promo thing here, there, there, all the way to the end of the week where we did the one show we did. And uh-huh. everywhere we went, we were completely mobbed and surrounded. I have pictures of people chasing us down the street, and they were rocking our van. We were, like, scared inside this tiny little van going oh, crap. Wow. It was just insane. They were such huge glow fans. I had never, oh. never seen the light. It was, like, crazy. That is wow. actually scary. It really is. I've got some, I've got some phenomenal photos. Um, we were on a baseball diamond, and... Um, standing uh, in field, and uh, they mm-hmm. had uh, people with machine guns standing on the bases. Uh, point, and everybody, the whole outfield was filled with people. And then the fence around the baseball diamond was people was climbing all over the fence, outside the fence, wow. both sides of the fence. Damn. And then on the other wow. side of that was an apartment building, and all the balconies, people were hanging off the balconies on like a multi-level building and they were on the roof oh and, my God. and then we're standing in there and somebody's blah 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 glow and you know next thing you know they raced they they closed they pushed past the guys with machine guns surrounded us uh, we were in a crowd i lost everybody instantly i could see fiji because she's so big i was about yeah. maybe uh i don't know i was about maybe 20 feet from fiji and i just I just ducked down so people couldn't see me because I, you know, and I just started creeping through people like a kid because I'm little. I'm like, I like pushed my way through. I got right behind Fiji and I stuck my body right up against her and grabbed her lava lava and she turned around and looked down at me and I'm all, go Fiji, go. She's all, okay, hang on, lightning. So, so she just started walking, man, and I just inched right behind, stayed right with her because I knew I was going to get buried. So don't let go oh, of lightning. My gosh. Oh my god. Oh, and uh, we get well, to the I'm, van. I'm, little, get... I'm all, yeah, I'm only little so I can appreciate that. I can remember during Caravana weekend which is is um it's uh, it's Jamaican festival. And I can remember the crowds and just grabbing onto one of my friend's belt loops and just going. So I can appreciate that. <laughs> oh god, yes. And then, and then um and then we get into this van and they start chasing us down the street. I've got oh, photos. We have photos out the back of the van of people running after the van, reaching for the van, like like a like a line of people oh. chasing us. We were in the back window oh. trying to take photos out oh, of the back of the window. And wow. where was this again? Yeah. Exactly. Panama. Where was this again? Oh, Panama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was Panama absolutely State? insane. Panama State or Panama? They can hear us. They can. Oh, no, you keep going. Panama, as in, um, as, in the, as in the country. Yeah. I'm just making sure, because there's two Panamas, don't you know? <laughs> Mayor looked up at me, he doesn't talk. 
Go ahead. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Panama. Panama is a city. Panama. Just make sure, make sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my wow. only person that as soon as I hear Panama, I have to sing it in my head. Yeah, no, no, no. Believe me, I was, I was right, I was right there with you. I, I was, I was doing David Lee White right there. Oh, trust me, trust me, I love me some Diamond Dave. I really do. Well, tell I me, and I, tell me, you guys don't miss that part of wrestling is jumping different places and 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 seeing new things. I love jumping countries okay. and jumping states. I bet. Oh. My my uncle was a trucker. My uncle was a trucker, so I got to go with him for two months one time and went, yeah, so he went he mostly delivered in the States. So yeah, I like I like road trips. I do. It's like what yeah. uh let's pull over at the biggest ball of yarn or something. <laughs> the dinosaur the, right. the gas station with all the dinosaurs kind of a thing, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the stuff that I've that I've been able to see over the years that I know I would not have been afforded the opportunity to see if it wasn't for if it wasn't for wrestling. I mean, you know, I mean, I've you know been I've been through I've been through the state capitol twice. I've you know, so I've been I I was I've been inside Lincoln's house. I've been at Lincoln's tomb. I've been Very to cool. the, you know, oh, the original cool. state I would love capital. To oh my gosh! I mean, yo, all of all of these various all these various things that I've been able to do, all these places that I've been able to see, just you know, because because of being in this industry, it's you know, it's it's, it's something that they they can never take away from you, you know. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I would I would love to even go back to Japan. Although the thought of the thought of getting my ass kicked in the ring at this this time would be like <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was you know fifteen uh, twelve pounds heavier than I am now. I I uh-huh. packed on the weight on purpose, muscle weight, you know, just so I could uh, handle. What was going on out there? Because Sue Sexton warned me the second they started asking me of how how it was. You don't understand. It's nothing like here. She told me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she said, "You can do it, but you better be ready. Be prepared." You know. Mm. Wow. And that's what I did. I wrestled. Do you ever get smashed? Do you ever get smashed with a paint can? Because they like to pull the paint cans out. Yeah. No, no, they didn't smash me. That wasn't the gimmick with the girl that I was tagged with um but yeah there's a lot of you know i've been asked if i wanted to cut if i they'll pay me more money to cut or whatever i'm like oh no yeah. and nobody's cutting with nobody's bleeding on me either okay <laughs> i don't want no blood no blood <laughs> um yeah japan yeah. was was definitely a thrill the only thing that sucked about japan was uh, not not being uh, with you know like a pack of us girls you know and a, like we're all friends and we're all uh, hanging out okay. together and um, I'm there and nobody speaks English and you just feel like untethered almost 
when um, there's oh, just nobody, wow. nobody who speaks English with you, and you're just going along with wherever they're telling you to go. You feel like you're, you know, running off to, to God knows where with God knows who, you know, and mm. um, it, it's kind of creepy wow. in that sense. Oh yeah, that my gosh! It's been such a huge feeling of isolation to just be, oh, totally. you know. Totally, I was fine for about two and a half weeks, and then it just started kicking in hard. Oh wow! How long were you there? <laughs> a month, the first time. Wow. <laughs> no, three weeks the wow. first time, and, and about five weeks the second time. Wow. <laughs> it was, uh, but the second time, thank God, there was. Um, there was uh, Rockin' Robin, Mimi Lefios, and a girl named Pink Cadillac. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mimi Lefios, of course, is magnificent Mimi. Right, right, right. And, of course, Katie, you know Rockin' Robin. That's uh, Sam Houston's half-sister. Name. Yes, of course I do. I know they're going to end Sam Houston. Oh, I love Mr. Sam Houston. Uncle Sam. Yeah. Thank you. Love yeah. my Love his stories. Need a couple right now. You guys would be laughing <laughs> your asses off. Oh, God, funny. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. He's a, he's yeah. a funny fucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell him, tell him the stories about uh, smoking weed with Harley Race. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Getting backhanded by Andre the Giant and losing two back teeth. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. And being looked well, and his brothers with Jake the Snake Roberts, and Andre looked at at uh, Sam and said, "You, I like your brother. He's an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not don't like him. Not so much. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's but yeah, funny. we've had the pleasure to hear some wonderful stories over the years, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing this show." It's one of the reasons why I keep coming back with them every year, almost five. Wow. It's awesome. It's awesome. We get to hear awesome stories all the time, all the time, for free. (laughs) Yeah. Ready? Yeah, exactly. That's what happy. Go. So much fun. Because that's all you do is walk around and talk to wrestlers about stories, you know, and Fantastic. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a picture. Girls, girls, maybe you'll appreciate this more than the boys. I got to meet Ricky the Dragon Steamboat a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, he is so fine. Oh. He is still fine. He is still <laughs> fine. <laughs> Let me tell you. I worked with him on a what? card before. He's, he is. Indie card. You know oh, really? Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, I mean, hey, how's it going? Kind of passing, you know, but yeah. he's nice. He seemed nice and he looks great. So, sorry. Um, sorry. I, I got so excited. I dropped my phone. Back to Ricky Steamboat. Um, <laughs> no, uh, seriously, I, I, the man, his butt is still where it's supposed to be. And he's, he's a silver fox. He's a silver yeah, fox. Yeah, he is. Through and through. And the man, seriously, no ego. Not one Elbows ounce knees, of ego. you guys. Anybody? <laughs> not not one ounce, not nice. one, yeah. yeah, not one ounce of ego, and yeah, he was just very. He was he was as happy to meet me as I was to meet him. I took my girlfriend with me, so yeah, he was just incredible. 
And then, and then, well, not only meeting him, I, he was part of a he was part of a wrestling card as well. He was an outside enforcer. But during the break, he let people get in the ring with him and wear his Hall of Fame ring for pictures. Okay, oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when he all oh, girls, when he put that ring on my finger, I looked up all starry eyed and said, "Oh, Ricky, it's beautiful." Like he asked me to marry him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even know. Okay? I know what you're saying. Oh, my God. That's how I was. The whole time we were at the BAC, I was like that. Everybody was like, oh. Yeah. My heart. So, what, I, I told him, I said, I said, I've loved you since I was seven years old. Goes to me, they're mine. Since I was seven years old, you know. And, like, he was, he said to me, he goes, well, I'm glad I can make this happy for happen for you, but almost all your life you've loved me? Really? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, not not an ounce of ego, not an ounce of anything. He's just a wonderful, wonderful man. He really, really is. And that, oh, yeah. And then he sat four four seats down for me because I was in the front row, right? And sat four feet uh-huh. down, four seats down for me for almost the entire card, you know. And he's just wow. Yeah. And I could go on all night long, and and I'll just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk later. Okay. Well, tell them how you tell them how, how you tell them how you settled Grado though too. Tell, tell tell us how you really feel. <laughs> tell us how I how I really feel. Yeah, honey. After <laughs> really okay, okay, honey. After Ricky the Dragon, after meeting the Ricky Dragon Steamboat, yeah, I was wearing a dress, and one of my friends, my little birdie, actually, she says to me, she goes, she goes, is Ricky still married? I'm like, yeah. She goes, you better wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after meeting Ricky Steamboat, I had I had to I had to wipe my thighs. I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> I had to wipe my thighs. Oh my God! And all oh, those eyes, that smile, that voice. She's gonna do it again, guys. Look out! If we start hearing, but, oh, but yeah. oh, 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 <laughs> some people just have the it factor, you know. Yeah, when yeah, I met Grado, yeah. Grado was really, really fun, right? And um, he had a match as well. And well, he was, he got, he got knocked out inside the ring, and I kind, of, and while his music was playing, and well, I decided to stra- straddle him and dance over top of him. So Grado saw up my skirt. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. There's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they got a picture of it. Yeah, you know how, how glow this season they were on Netflix. They were talking about you know it's the casting couch yeah. situation. Why is Ricky Steamboat yeah. never the guy that's doing the casting couch? Why? <laughs> right, right. Uh, 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 I mean, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay, like very successful. <laughs> okay. Okay, my my mother my mother was so mean to me when I was going to school. Okay, I got a mild injury in floor hockey, and she sent a note to the teacher so I wasn't allowed to play any sports anymore, or else I'd be doing what you guys were doing because mom wouldn't let, allow it. Not even gymnastics, uh. bitch. But yeah, um, Ricky, if you were doing the casting coach, um, I'd I'd have extra cushy uh, knee pads if you know what I mean. If <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. Anything you want. Everybody keeps asking us about the eighties and the casting couch and everything. It's like you mean the you mean the turn of you mean like since uh uh before Christ was uh born all the way till now? You talking about that? That's what I want to tell everybody. Exactly. Exactly. I mean 
Now, which I mean, you know, I mean, we, you know, we can we can take a little bit of a serious bend if you guys want for a moment. You know, did any of you ever experience that type of a situation at all? Whether you know, it be pre-glow, post-glow, anything like that. I definitely did when I was singing, but did not in glow. In glow, Matt told me I was a. Uh, and this were his words. A he wanted to see me play a very hardcore bull dyke marine. So yeah, nobody wanted to be with me. But when I was singing, I did. I had producers that you'd go meet at their office and after hours, hours and, you know that kind of stuff. Any more of these get turned mm-hmm. in? They're all mine. No, that is something that I. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was one thing I learned from Glow and the way that the production was run was that when I got onto these other productions, um, somebody would yell at me. I'd be like, Okay, you know, when I wouldn't even think about it because they were they, they had been you hadn't been yelled at until you got yelled at in Glow. You have mm-hmm. no idea what really being yelled at is maybe unless you're on a Michael Bay set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't Okay. It, 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 it made me. It gave me a tough shell, you know. I can remember walking down the street, like on the way to the ring, and Matt pulling up behind me in his car and screaming out the window in the middle of the street, going, "March, Corporal Kelly, march that badass down the road!" Oh like, my God! Love. Oh, he came and he <laughs> snuck up on. He snuck up in the station wagon. He snuck up on me and Daisy. We were shopping at the grocery store, and it was like five after midnight or something. We had a curfew. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the only time we could shop was like between eleven and twelve midnight. You know, we're shopping yeah. trying to get groceries, and the and he comes pulling up. We see these headlights coming towards us in this pitch black, you know, thing. And of course, he recognizes uh-huh. us right away because Daisy's six two and I'm five feet, walking <laughs> right alongside each other. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He comes pulling up. Uh, he comes pulling up. What are you guys doing out here? It's after curfew, and and uh, and she's like, "What are you, uh, Daisy? God, what did she say? She like totally said we're uh, we're partying over here. You know, we're like pushing a grocery cart full of food. You know, it's like <laughs> it's all right." Or she was being sarcastic to him. I thought it was funny, but but uh, he's all right. Oh just get gosh. back. Hurry up and go to bed. Get back to oh, the house. Geez. Go to bed. Oh yeah, yes. they were watching. Hey, Katie, us. there's a call. Oh, yeah. All right. He call one moment. He called at 2 o'clock in the morning and wanted to talk to everybody to make sure everybody was in the apartment, you know. So he was extremely mm. strict with us, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It was, okay. It was yeah, an that's, experience. Right. It was. Right. That's, yeah, because that's one of the things, because, I mean, I know what we talked about with some of the others, you know, they talked about the fact that, you know, the – Good girls weren't allowed to hang out with the bad girls in in public, and you guys weren't allowed to use your real names when talking oh, to each other. Oh, there was fines. Oh. There was fines <laughs> if you got caught saying somebody's real name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cor- you were Corporal Kelly to me, you know, and yeah. I'm sure I was lightning to you. The, yeah. the real names, it. I mean, we knew the real names, and we had to wean ourselves of the real names, and then, and then it got to where we couldn't remember the real names. It made it harder <laughs> when we were trying to contact each other after Glow, you know. 
I do love Glow Nights. Yeah, uh-huh. some of the girls, I still don't know what their real names were. You know, I'm just like, well, I don't really remember what her real name was. So, and okay. I, I've got some. I found some, or somebody had pictures, and there was some pictures, and there were some girls around the ring that never got into Glow all the way. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to remember. I barely remember their faces. I'm like, who was that? Who was that yeah, person? I, I mean, they, they, yeah. they were there. They were Glow Girl almost, you know. Mm-hmm. You get what? Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, and Nadine's back with us. We... Where'd I got to so. go again? Sorry. Oh, what are you what I got to go. go. <laughs> I'm doing so, I gotta go. All right. We'll be right back. Are you out of here? Yeah. We. We'll, yep. She had to go. Okay. It's all Bye. good. I tell you, um, when I was shooting Glow, um, I was flying back and forth over on the weekends to go back to L.A., and I ran uh-huh. into uh, Andrea Laird, and um, that's Angel, and and Matilda the Hunt. A.K.A. Queen Kong at the airport. I knew who they were. They did not know who I was because at this oh, point nobody knew who we were yet. And I approached okay. them. I saw them sitting there, and I and I thought, oh, they're coming back to glow. And I went over and approached them and talked to them. And it was just like I knew them, you know. Even though I didn't know them, it was really weird. It was like this instant connection. And it's always been that way when I run into a new glow girl that I have never met before. It's like just an instant connection. It's like you said, a sorority. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah, we still got it we still gotta work on getting D on here because I know because some of the stories that woman you know, just what I've read oh, I I just I just definitely wanna get with get with Is her James on here because her? Um, the first. The first let's see. Lady. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Well. Roy's Roy's here. Um. And next ask here. Him. No. Ask him if James. And then and then and then uh, and then you, Cheryl. So uh, yeah, well, we lost we lost Nadine. She had to go. I'm still again. here. Who's still here? Corporal Kelly's here. Jungle Queen. We got Jungle Woman, Corporal Kelly, and Lightning left, right? Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you do that? Did you ever learn that? I used to do that when I was a kid. It's Carol Burnett. <laughs> that, that was it. Like if I would sit on oh, someone, I, I think I, I don't know who I was sitting on once, like, you know, and during the match, and I was ready to pin her, so I went, oh, and hit my chest. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, tomorrow, are you coming in? Uh, yeah, I, I was supposed to do a half day tomorrow. I'm coming in after 12.30. Okay. Uh, I just want somebody to know it before I left. All right, I'm writing it down. All right, and tell, uh, I mean, if somebody wants to contact me. If on the call sheet, it, it doesn't say that, just know that. Well, now we, now we know, now we okay. know what uh, Cheryl's schedule is for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like say, her hours. Say hi. Here, say hi. You're on, um, you're on. Radio. Yeah, tell him I'm, I'm going to put the phone on. Uh, hang on. Tell him, tell him what, what radio show this is. This is one of our, uh, 
Tell them who you are. Now, this is what? No, yeah, this is Wrestling no, yeah, Authority idea. Radio. And, and tell, you tell them about the show. About this one? No. Okay. The other okay. way. Are talking? Oh, I hear it. Yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah, Ask you're them. yeah what you're on you're live on Wrestling Authority Radio. We uh, we talk wrestling yep. with wrestlers. Oh, uh, cool. that's yeah, yeah. Yep, and that's us. I mean, we do. Yeah. So and of course well, and of course you're the rough. best. Cheryl's yeah. the best stunt coordinator that you guys you know. She's honestly amazing. She has so many oh. stories that she can tell you guys, especially about today. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, I'll be back. I have to run and go track down some cast members, but I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Excellent. all right. Coming on. <laughs> He's gone. That was there we call go. Time for tomorrow, they didn't instead of handing me a call sheet, they just, they saw me sitting in my car. So that's why you can hear me better. I'm like I'm like rolled up in my car with the air conditioning on. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now oh. I'm leaving this place and. Uh, I'm going to be in a canyon, so I don't think I'll lose you. But FYI, okay. it might get a little sketchy for a minute. Okay. All right, okay. Then. Well, then, okay, so, uh, folks, looks See like tomorrow. we're going to keep rolling for a little bit. So uh, if you want to hear this while it's still going keep live, you need to be uh, you need to called in 213-943-3719. Are we on a commercial break here? No, we're, no, we're still going live. I, I don't know why oh, that okay. I just heard the bell happened. ringing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> yeah, we, it's strange. We've had, um, we've had some glitches sometimes with the studio where suddenly sounds or music will play, you know, without, uh, any, you know, without, without any of us touching a button. That was no mistake. We have lost Virgil Flynn the third. I knew that. Okay, yeah. Um, who was popular with Hood Slam and several other wrestlers. Yeah, uh, on the West Coast. He debuted in 2005. Um, and... He died due to a stroke. He was only... Oh, come on. Give me his... No, give me his birth year, you bastards. <laughs> you bastards. I hate Wikipedia sometimes. It's a great thing, but it's also a bad thing. Gives me his debut, yeah. but it doesn't give me the year he was born. So I don't know how old he was, but I don't think he was very old. And he died of a stroke. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, that yeah. is that is the second or third wrestler to die this week. Um, we lost um, Massa Saito. Um, third, I think. I think it's three. Did has that? Did anybody go to see 350 Days? Um, no, I didn't. I, I was. I, I have. I would have liked to. I yeah. I, I want to also. But I'm it. waiting. I'm waiting until I get my uh, get my eye fixed so that I can actually. See a movie screen, you know, completely in focus. I went to the premiere with Royal Hawaiian, and then Hollywood went to the premiere in New York uh, yeah. with Steve Blanche. And 
it was wonderful. And the only sad thing was a lot of the guys that were being interviewed aren't around anymore. That's true. They, they sent because this was over a five-year period when they were creating this, and I'm like, oh my God, he's not with us anymore, you know. And this one's not with us anymore. It was like a like a reality check, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, George well, the Animal Steals in it, isn't he? Yeah, I worked with him on a tour too. He had some great mm-hmm. advice. I loved working with him. He seemed that like was, just uh, such a great guy. I just he just seemed like an amazing person. You know. Well, sure, you got to work with a lot of cool people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I went quiet. I think, I think the I think the canyon kind of swallowed Cheryl there for a minute. I think <laughs> so. She warned us. It's all good. Yeah, there were so many it, good wrestlers. She said it's coming out. One at a time. I'm gonna whip y'all. I swear. <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the show referee. If you haven't noticed. <laughs> Which is funny because okay. I'm the one who actually did it in the ring. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, but you you love me, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're right. Proceed. Proceed. One and all. Well, I was so. just saying, when is 350 going to come to all the theaters? Because wasn't it just like premiering at certain places but not being shown everywhere? Or am I completely wrong, which I could be. Well, it was it was actually it was actually run through um through uh phantom uh events. So it was so it was a nationwide thing. I don't know I don't know if there's gonna be a general release of it or not. I would but, hope so. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean 'cause it was it was done it was done nationwide one night and um and I know that uh you know the uh um main producer of it uh was on afterwards and you guys who you know were at the premiere probably saw this where he did the interview with uh JJ Dillon after which I would have loved to have seen. That's a that's another guy whose brain I would love to sit and pick for a couple hours on you know with on booking ideas and things like that, because man, oh. he's brilliant. JJ yeah. Dillon was brilliant. Is brilliant. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I he mean was the, the things. That... I'm sorry. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. He was at the CAC too, so I had my picture taken with Tully and JJ, and I told JJ, I "Go, you're my favorite manager," and he said, "No." Bobby the Brain Heenan was the manager. Oh, yes. Yeah. The weasel. Oh, I miss you, Bobby. Yeah. I miss you. I miss, you know oh. what? Again, I loved to hate him. I really did. I <laughs> enjoyed hating him. I, I, I loved it. I love him. Just, oh, yeah. I love him. Everything yeah. about him. I loved him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, Chicago, Chicago crowds. Oh my gosh! Sometimes I don't know how he got out of the UIC Pavilion intact 
because, man, I mean, Chicago crowds hated Bobby Heenan's guts. Seriously. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he was, I mean, but that's, that's how, you know, that's obviously how good he was at his job. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember um, when I when I met Nick Bockwinkle, and I was when I was working my way up into the into the business, and that, and I was doing uh, photography, and we talked and we talked about about Bobby and that, and Nick's, you know, and here is Nick. Nick is a second generation guy. I mean, his dad Warren was one of the top wrestlers of his era, and then Nick turned around and became one of the top wrestlers of his era. But he, you know, said that Bobby was probably one of the most brilliant minds in the industry of all time. Yeah, and that, it seems like every wrestler has huge respect for the man, you know, and that's really how you know someone was paying their dues. You know, if you're... If your peers, um, if they respect you and think highly of you, then I think that says a lot to your your character. So. Right, right. Yeah, and that, and that's true. I mean, if you you know, I mean, you, know, you look at uh, the relationship that Bobby had for all those years with Gorilla Monsoon, and then when he oh, went down yeah. to Atlanta with uh, with Tony Schiavone. And that I oh, mean, you know, Bonnie. just oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why Jim Ross's book is so good, you know, because he just, he went through everything, you know, and he talks about just yeah. all his different co-hosts and you know just his experiences in wrestling, and he'd have to drive wrestlers to matches and just all the shenanigans they're up to and. I just love that. I love behind the scenes and wrestling, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, I mean, you know, good hey, good road story is always is always a blast to have. Uh, and that uh, I mean, you know, it was so it was so funny because um you know, one of my one of my longtime one another one of my longtime friends that I've worked with is uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And oh, I love that. we were, yeah, and we're and we're and we were working a show, and we're working a show one night, and so, you know, the guys are the guys are asking asking Jim to tell some stories to that, and Jim was like, "Now nah, I like to hear the I like to hear the young guys tell stories. I care what they've been through," and you know, for a man of you know Jim's stature in the industry. And that to sit there and say, I like to hear the young guys' stories. Uh, it was like, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah, amazing. Used, that's respect. Yeah, go ahead. Huge respect. Huge respect. We used to, before I was in Glow, um, I used to go to the Amfax Theater after matches in L.A. Because that's where all the wrestlers okay. would stay. And we'd just go hang out and watch them, you know, just be fans and watch them drink in and we'd be drinking with them. And so much fun stuff would happen there, you know, like 
remember Terry Funk came out one time, and he had all the toilet seat protectors from the bathroom around his neck, and he was going around putting toilet seat protectors around people, and just weird stuff like that that the wrestlers would do, that he would just be like, oh, look at that, you know, we'd be taking pictures, and all excited, because we were hanging out with the wrestlers. <laughs> oh, there you go. Such a <laughs> Yep, yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, that's the thing. It's a lot of fun. Um, cause well, when, because, um, when I, when I was starting to break in, our, uh, our ring announcer managed a club that was called stay out all night on uh Mannheim road down, down away from O'Hare. And mm-hmm. so all the guys, you know, would stop there after after shows and would hang out until you know, basically so it was time to uh get to get to the airport and catch their flight to the next town and that. Um and one night when I was with Windy City we, we had done a show in in the Chicago area. WCW had run up in Milwaukee and so it's like we all we all converged over at stay out. So you know, I'm you know, I'm sitting there, I'm hang I'm hanging around oh drinking with Terry Taylor, with uh with Ricky Morton. Oh my god you know, and and guys like that. Then all of a sudden walks in Paul Heyman and you know, so I mean, I'm sitting there at a booth having a conversation with Paul Heyman. And oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, it's like one of those things that you know you just you know you you dream about. You dream about. Yeah. But here's oh, yeah. here's it's the strange. here's the big here's the big part. About three four weeks later, they were at the UIC Pavilion. And I was and I was backstage because I was going to help set up um, the cage for cage match between the Steiner brothers and uh, Arn and Tully. Oh my gosh, that must have been fantastic! I didn't wind up doing that. I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you that I'll tell you the rest of that in just a second here. But I'm standing there. Um, I'd already I'd already gotten dinner for Jimmy Garvin, and that. And oh, wow. so we're standing around talking. In walks in walks Paul. Paul sees me. Paul remembers me. He comes up to me and says, "Hi, how are you? It's good to see you again." And that. Wow. I've never. I have never forgotten that. That I. I have the utmost respect and love for Paul Heyman because. That man remembered who I was, and came and came to me when he's the big TV star, and that. Oh, uh, but yeah, you know, but the funny thing is, I never, I didn't wind up setting up the cage because Dustin Rhodes was needing a ride back to the airport, so it winds up. And oh no, we just lost that. So, oh shitty! 
Yeah. And we're so, in the after party. She can't get back yeah, in. She can't get back in. So. I hope the call holds. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Pat on our part there, I'm Katie. Fine, but, um, but anyway, so it winds up. Now, Dustin was working. At that time, he was doing the bull rope matches with uh, Steve Austin. So okay. while that match is going, I'm going to the parking garage, grabbing my car, I pull it I pull it down the ramp so that when the match is over, Dustin runs up the ramp, gets in my car, we take off, we start tearing down the Kennedy Expressway at about seventy five miles per hour. Oh Dustin God. is changing in my car, drinking <laughs> a beer. You know, he he's of course quit drinking since then and pouring cologne on himself so that he won't sink up the plane flying from Chicago back to Atlanta. <laughs> but I made, I made a I made a good I made a good buck out of doing that trip for him. That was oh man. You know, awesome. funny stuff. Those you know. are good stories. Those are great stories. Oh, you should write a book. You should write you a know, book. I tell you, I, I've, I've actually, I've actually got a title in my head. I just have to sit down and start typing it. But it's called "It's Great to Be in What Town Is This Tonight." <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. That's great. I love it. Because I mean, it. hey, it's, it's the wrestling. It's the wrestling business, yo. Know, you 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 know you forget from one night to the next where exactly you are. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. man. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. I will. I you know. I think. I think we probably run our time through in that. So, um, you know. One. So, Lily, thank you. You know, we really appreciate it. Want to thank. Uh, Cheryl and that and Nadine for all being on. It's been it's been a great night and that. Um I myself will be you know, away for you know a couple couple weeks now because yep. Monday I get my other cataract taken care of and that so I gotta have a little time for my eye to rest and recuperate. But you know, it's 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 great to go out with some people that I've enjoyed watching over the years, you know, as much as doing what you know what we've all done and that. So, Lily, thank you again. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you've got the number now. You're part of the family. Anytime that uh, you yeah. want to call and talk to us, you know, we're on here every Wednesday night. Feel free. All right. Yeah. Thank Call you, guys. Call it's been Tuesday. a pleasure. Call Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we're on Tuesday nights after SmackDown, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So. All right. All right. Thank well, you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. You're welcome. All Thanks right. Thanks for coming out. So. Well, I. All right. Sean kind of put himself on hold and 
has never returned. So I guess it's up to us to shut this thing, shut this thing down, Katie. So um, I guess so. So I will. I know. I will see you in a couple of weeks when I'm back. Alrighty then. And that. Alrighty then. Uh, so on behalf of Sadistic Sean, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my wonderful co-host. The reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, and it was wonderful. Glow, glow nights like my favorite. Folks, you don't know, you know who I am, but you also know you can't stay here when we're not here. Get the hell out. Turn off the lights when you're done. Lock the door. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.